Hey everyone, welcome to Bluegrass Race Sub. We are here fresh off our championship races and NASCAR's final cutoff race here at Martinsville. And boy, we have a lot to talk about. Let's go. Hey everyone, my name is Bryce Hunter. I drive the number nine Chevrolet in the Bluegrass Xfinity Series. And I'm joined on the podcast with the famous cast and crew, Alex. That's me, your boy. Uh, the driver of the number 97 Chevrolet Silverado in the truck series, mostly sponsored by Tushy, sometimes sponsored by my favorite rappers of the 2000s. And for next season, a member of your name here, Motorsports in the Cup Series, running the 97 Camaro there as well. And last but not least, I know he likes it when I say it, the head motherfucker in charge of bluegrass eye racing my man jason collins what's up everybody it's me jason collins um former driver of the number three i was the reigning xfinity series champion then brandon robertson came and took that away since i didn't run the xfinity series this season but we're here for a podcast with you guys we're looking to have a discussion about bluegrass uh we got some nascar news and uh go ahead and kick it off ross if you're ready yeah uh well getting into uh bluegrass news for this week i know everyone wants to hear what we have to say about the arch three championship winners uh the truck series winner um of 69 of keith hackney uh the the xfinity he does get it done the uh, xfinity series champion as jason stated before the two of brandon robertson and uh the cup is the 71 of Cedric Hunter. And all of those guys, uh, big congratulations. Um, proud of everyone for running this, sticking with this season. I know it was uh, had some ups and downs, but you had uh, Keith Hackney come out, um, had a start in the back on Monday, last Monday, had a start in the back, and he worked his way all the way through a 20-something car field, or truck field, sorry, I should say. Um, Looked really good on the long runs. I thought Bobby Hall had something for him. Bobby uh, mm-hmm. kind of stepped on his dick and uh, going into the pits, slid through his box, yeah. gave up the lead. Um, and when that happened, that unfortunately opened the door for Keith to just take off. Um, you had Justin White. He ended up getting caught on pit road when there was a caution come out. Justin was fast. Justin was like really fast Probably. on the long run. He had a shot at it as well. Um this most unfortunate timed caution I've ever seen. Yes. In yes. yes. It, it was crazy how that all played out, but he definitely had a shot uh, to catch Keith. I believe Bobby, I think Bobby had a shot too until he, you know, did what he did and got, got a little damage after the fact. Um, I think he messed up on pit road twice. So that kind of marred him up, put him in behind the eight ball. And at that point, Keith was just able to drive off and, you know, he showed what he's done all season. He dominated, um, Kept it, his composure, kept his head in the game, and just you know, won. Man, I mean, he he he's a champ. You know, you can't beat it. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's an amazing feeling um, when you work that hard for something and you're able to accomplish it. Yeah, I mean, it just speaks, like you said, because Phoenix is not an easy track to pass at either. Uh, it's usually a single groove track, and uh, I mean, he's able to go from the back of the field due to penalty all the way up front. It it just speaks volume what he can do and hopefully hopefully we see him back next season and uh but man going back to that pit stop and then untimely caution you know i was i got out of school and i was 
watching it and I was eating dinner and um I was like Jace that pissed off I believe was a perfectly timed maybe a little a tad bit early but I think it was for Justin I can, I can see for Justin yes I can see where his crew chief Nate was was thinking there uh get you know get tires on and while kick while undercut Keith him. Was, and, and undercut him yeah and uh he had it all set up he had good entry on pit road um the caution came out right right before he hit his box and yep. uh, I trapped him a lap down and unfortunately ended his night but i i believe now even to today that if that he that caution did not come out he would have probably either fought hackney really hard and be you know battling coming to the coming to the checkered or he passed hackney and wins championship on that pit stop but unfortunately you would never know because he uh caution came out yep, yep. and i i understand i understand the strategy better than most because uh your boy was on the exact same strategy. <laughs> Not that I was racing for a championship, but uh, I just wanted to like get my top five stats up or whatever. I think I ended up finishing ninth or something. But uh, mm. I was on the exact same thing as him, and I was when Justin got to me, I, I let him go because I wanted to. I wanted to see him and, and Keith have this big face off at the end, and I can't remember exactly where where Bobby ended up, but man, in that first stage. I mean, he, he, I mean, he just drove away from the field for a long time, which obviously Keith was working through traffic and everything. But I, early on, I, I'm talking to, to Dave, my spotter and like, Bobby's going to win this shit. And <laughs> no, no one could like what he was, he was doing gone, dude. Times, he was, he was flying. He was gone till he, I mean, he was, I had picked him, uh, as a potential winner, um, and the dude led 54 laps. Uh, Keith led 97, which ended up being the most. But still, you know, you look at Bobby, and after the mistake, he rallied back, and he still managed to, you know, get a P3 out of it. But if he could have maintained that track position, that's how um, important track yeah. position is. People don't realize when, when you are when you have a field of 20-plus, like, we, you know, well, we had 19, I think, 19, so almost 20. Um that's a pretty good sized field. I mean, it's not huge. It's not 30, 40 cars like NASCAR, but when you have a field that large and you have to start in the back and then come back to the front, especially that late in the race after, you know, you've already went through and, this, and it being Phoenix too. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, you give up the yeah, track position Phoenix. and Keith managed to, he capitalized on it, man. He, at that point, all he had to do was hold on and Newbert made a, a hell of a charge. Newbert, you know, Set the fastest lap of the race with a twenty-seven zero four one, which was seven hundreds roughly, yeah, seven hundreds quicker than uh, Hackney, who won a twenty-seven one eleven. So, I mean, it was it was a good race, man. Like the Truck Series race turned out to be really, really good. I mean, I thought Newbert might had some for Hackney there at one point, but then he kind of started there, to fade. He, yeah, you know, there was a there was a short time where. I think I was still running in that vicinity and Newbert got to me pretty quickly and, and I let him truck on by and it, it looked like he was kind of on his way. And then he started, like he kind of faded back to me a little bit, mm. but, uh, yeah, I mean, all, all those guys were fast at different points of the race and it, it's the way it is with every race with, you know, whenever these cautions come out, it can it can be one guy's jackpot and the the end of another guy's night, which is kind of what happened. 
Well, so I know one of the things that we, we don't really normally talk about is um, what actually brought the caution out. So it was right after Ed, it was green flag run. We hadn't had that many accidents at this point. We only had, we only had three actual cautions. One was a stage caution. Um, when Ed got fresh tires, he come out, he come around two. what used right. to, what used to be, mm-hmm. wait, no, four. Yeah. Come off two. what used to be four, uh, on cold tires was pushing it, looped the truck. That's what got Justin caught a lap down. It was unfortunate. Uh, I know Ed, you know, he wasn't, wasn't intentional. Ed wasn't trying to do anything. He was just driving hard at that point. And, um, he just lost the truck coming off of two, which was unfortunate for Ed. I hate to see him. Uh, he had a good run going as well. Um, yeah, that's all something we've all done. I mean, I, I trapped a teammate down at another league because I spun off, spun off. I think it was at Texas and I spun off four. So, I mean, we've all done it. It sucks. It's, it's you know, you it's feel guilty afterwards. Get, yeah, but. It's easy to get super aggressive coming off pit road and and you're trying to get back up to speed as fast as possible especially at phoenix where in one turn you're you're already back to to race pace off of pit road so you want to you know get every bit you can on the apron down there and cold tires and flat track and and that's that's how you end up where ed was it's unfortunate but it's part of it and uh i'm looking at the stats here it looks like you actually finished 15th healy what happened you got a lap down. I, well, I got tra- I got trapped down with Justin, and then oh, we had the, okay. and then we had that restart. At, I can't I can't remember if it was early or late where someone kind of someone at the front kind of double pumped, which was kind of controversial in the moment. And I I think it was Dan Worthington in front of me, and I I fucking smacked him and pushed my front end in, and I was just super tight for the rest of the night. So I was. I was just staying out of everybody's way at that point. <laughs> and, and it's so that's one thing I kind of want to touch base on is like in the truck race and the Xfinity race, most of the drivers kind of just let the championship four guys go. Now in the cup Let race, me. in the cup <laughs> race, we, well, I don't mean like let them like Adam. Yeah. I did see Adam Lancaster pull. He basically, he did pull over for Brandon, which um, before we go, before we go too far, this is a, a topic of a segment later. We can we yeah. can talk a little bit, but we're we'll we'll give some, each of our own opinions on it. But we can give them the overview here. So basically, what we had was you know in the truck truck race, the drivers were being pretty lenient on the final four. They were letting them go, etc., stuff like that. They weren't really pushing the issue. Xfinity race was kind of the same way. The guys, you know, like. I saw Lancaster. He kind of just pulled over, moved over out of the way for him. And then in the cup race, it was a little bit of a different story. A couple of controversial things happened there. Um, Like I said, we'll get into it later. But the biggest biggest thing that I saw was when Justin Winters looped it on lap one and took out Radburn. Radburn was, you know heartbroken you could hear it in his voice he you know he had a dominating season he you know he had a chance to go up there and run with brandon um and and let's just talk about this for for a second brandon's car was fucked up like that dude whenever that wreck happened on lap one he got pinned up against the wall and had a whole shitload of right side damage whole bunch of right side damage 
I don't know how if his car was a hundred percent and wasn't damaged, I think he would have drove off on everybody. Like mm-hmm. more than what he did. Like he he won that race with a car that had aero problems. Clear I mean it was clear as day. You could see it the the fender was like here and it went in and out like you could see half the tire like on the right side and you know he had spoiler damage right right rear which maybe flattening that right rear out i don't know maybe it helped him <laughs> I uh, I, we we've seen it in real life on pit road they got the jackman's out there putting a, a big knee in the quarter panel to give him some more side force so so maybe one of those instances where it didn't hurt him and we yeah. watched him, I, I, or I watched him. Rather, he made a really, really good move on James Silvers. James had a really good race. I will be honest with you. I didn't know if anybody was ever going to get around James, but Brandon was playing games, boys. Let me tell you, Brandon was laying back. <laughs> he was laying back, and he was saving his shit. And he let he let James go out and run around, and do the you know fastest laps he could turn, and caught him like towards the end of the run instantly. Like, I mean, he was like back like sixth or seventh. And next thing I know he's in second place. And I'm like, where did he come from? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so after the stage, you know, he let James take the stage. And after the stage, it was like, I mean, he's, he's kind of kept pace with James. He, he didn't burn his shit up, but he kept pace with him and kept him within like, you know, half a second or second, something like that. And finally he just chased him down, man. And he made a move and I, and I was in the chat with him at the time and I was like, he's sitting on the bottom line. You're going to have to, you know, do something. You're going to have to make a move here because he's got the bottom line plugged up. You go to the bottom, he's going to block. And he was really good at it. He was very, very, very good. He was he was blocking, but not egregiously blocking. Does that make sense? Like he was, right. he was just using the line and taking the line away. Fair racing, you know, 100% fair racing, doing a great job. And... Brandon took a move to the outside, went back to the inside, and then back to the outside. James, after he did it for two or three laps, and he did it down in one and two. And finally, off of two, he gets a hell of a run, and he gets right beside James, and they drag race down the back stretch. Brandon beats him into turn one, takes the lead, and it was all she wrote from there. And yeah, I mean, uh, oh, go, I, go ahead, go ahead. I watched majority of that race from like position sixth or seventh or something like that the whole race and when uh that early wreck happens i intentionally did not qualify uh because i didn't you know we didn't feel comfortable at the track and want to cause an issue well um we all know my issue that happened in the race that caused caused <laughs> caution and a restart um but but uh yeah when brandon started that lap one issue and he had to start through the field and trying to work on damage and stuff Mm. Uh, he he caught up he, to me in the first like after the restart he caught me about like like the 10 laps in the run or something like that and he started about 10 positions behind me so he uh he it's definitely hauling mail yeah he definitely and one thing too is those xfinity cars at phoenix i know they struggled in traffic like if you got right behind somebody on corner exit and he, it was ridiculously tight and yeah. he was able to do it. And nothing too, I was watching is uh toward the you know, middle of the run and stuff. And I was behind him. He was cutting down below the yellow line off the exit of two mm. and really letting off early going into turn three, which was really helping his, his, his entry speeds. And two, um, to the point earlier where he had that damage and that spoiler, 
if it was on that right side, it would add rear downforce to his car, which not would allow his rear tires to have more grip on exit. So that's how it would help him. Um, but yeah, it's Brandon definitely was the class of the field on Tuesday. Um, it'd be really interesting to see if Radburn didn't get, you know, involved in that lap one issue. Um, where what that battle would have took place if you know if silvers and radburn been up there if they would have battled brandon differently if you know i mean don't fritz was also in the in the in the conversation too there for a while before he started falling back so you know it you know the infinity race was a good race but um well i'm happy to see brandon get the championship i'm happy to see it too because i could tell you guys he ain't coming back to xfinity he's on your name here motorsports in the cup series for next season player we got the paint jobs ready i can't wait to race with him i never talked to the guy before a couple weeks ago hell hell of a nice guy he's an awesome guy i I can't i can't wait to race with him next season with with the big boys him him john kinder matt grenier uh casey barlow grenier Grenier. don't say it wrong He'll he'll drive all the way Grinier? from Grinier. New Hampshire down there, and <laughs> he'll put you under the armor, buddy. <laughs> well, those four, and um, there was another awesome guy. Dudes. Um, yeah, they're all awesome. They're, they them four right there, and a little bit of Jason too. Um, a little bit of Jason. Jason was more you, Jason, are more of the you know tough love coach. The other ones were more they worked with you. <clears throat> And then, like I credit those four for where I am today. So seeing them doing good, I mean, two of the four won. Well, I guess three of the five won championships in this league. So you know, he, he's going to be your team is going to be very stacked going into next year for yeah, sure. Oh yeah. So, so it's it's myself, Dave, obviously, Matt, obviously, Brandon. We got a newcomer that I work with at Holly as well, Riley Wyans, who is a uh, somewhat of a road course specialist. So I think that'll be really interesting in, in those cars. Yeah. So, that'll be and, fun to uh, see for sure. I believe if I was talking to my team, right. I believe, uh, I will be solo next year. So hmm. it's not we'll dropping the bucket there. So are, we'll see so, how Xfinity goes. So are they not coming back? Is that what it, is that the issue or what are they doing here? Um, Bryce got kicked the fuck out. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't really know what's exactly going on. That's who, not, who is your team? I forget. Uh, it was so who's who's that entail? They're, the only person I know that might be coming back is Darius. Um, but so Nate not coming Nate, back. It's I think it's still up in the air on what huh? what what their what their plans are. Um, and what about Justin? Same thing. Uh, I think he's more leaning on coming back. Um, but come on back, boys. We need you. <laughs> but everything, all the plans, you know, we still got a while before we can. Well, the decision has to be made. So I think they're taking well, Justin, the off for a little bit. Justin already paid for his charter and trucks. So I assumed that he was coming back. I, he might be. I haven't, to be honest with you, I haven't really talked to any of them since uh that's because you got kicked the fuck out <laughs> with my uh, performance and, and my, wait, with my wait, performance wait. this year doug neal is also simbok right yes correct he's the doug is our doug is already paid as well oh well 
about positive. Uh, Bryce, uh, I might be wrong. Yeah, Doug's already paid. Doug's taking the seventy-two. I, I can, I can earn a couple brownie points here both ways. I, I brought a, a, a friend of mine from a Facebook group. He's going to run an Xfinity, and he's looking for a team. His name's Blake Hensley. So maybe need to holler at my boy because he is a good dude, and he's fucking fast too. And maybe that's will, we'll see when we can talk about it. Maybe I, will, I really uh, want to spot for you guys in Xfinity. I really want to put an emphasis on on teams for this season. We want to increase the team owner and making it like so that there's actually somebody in charge and they are responsible for filling every for, for filling the seat every single race. Um, we really want to put an emphasis on that. We want guys that are able to run the teams and fund the teams and all that stuff, you know, whether they get the funding from their drivers or somebody else, whatever it may be, you know, we want to put an emphasis on that so that we can put more prizes, more money towards a team championship and have drivers more inclined to stay for the entire season. Yep. And that 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 takes specifically, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That that takes, uh, that takes everyone coming together and working on this uh, and finding drivers. Like you need to be actively recruiting drivers for a team. Like if you don't have a team, go, go out and, and build yourself a team, Bryce. So, and, and, you know, become a team owner, or if you don't want to be the owner, at least find somebody that can, you know, essentially fund the, the team. Um, because that's what we want to put an emphasis on. We want to have it so that moving forward in the future for bluegrass, we want it to be more like NASCAR in the sense that there's a set amount of charters. Each team has those four charters and they are responsible for filling those seats with drivers that fit in the criteria. Um, and I'm looking at also doing something to where if you have a driver in the, so let's say you have a driver in the cup series and you need to fill in for the uh, truck series. I'm working on something to where the, the guys that are in the, the higher series can come down and, and substitute in for those teams so that we keep a, a field full. Um, but they, uh, they would still fall under the same rules where the, if they win a race, their money goes towards the championship pot, you know, right. um, so that it's not taking anything away from those guys. All it's doing is helping the teams keep their team roster full, keep the car count fuller. And that's just like, if you're, if the cup series needs drivers from the truck series, so you get the cup series, you know, let's say we, we we need some drivers. So a team owner can say, Hey, I know this, I've got this guy on my reserve list. He's part of my team, but he's a truck driver. He can come up and run tonight. So we have a full field. That's what I'm trying to build is, is something to where we can keep the fields full um, even if we just get, even if we can just get it to where we keep a, a consistent 30 cars, I would love to have it full every single week, 40 cars, you know, but if we can get it to where we're, we're pulling 30 cars every single week, all the way till the end of the playoffs, that would be terrific. And, you know, that's another thing. Like I, I don't, I don't get why people commit to the league and then they, they quit because if you're not able to, if you can't afford to run it, then you probably shouldn't run it. Let's just be honest. Like if you, if it's hard for you to come up with the money to run the league, then it's probably not the league for you. And I'm not trying to be rude or be a dick or anything like that. I'm just sp- speaking. Just, the, I'm speaking the truth. And naturally for you, you don't have to try, man. 
I'm just speaking the facts that you shouldn't even try to run if you can't afford it. If you, if it's if you're running for money uh, to win and trying to make a living off of it, this that's not gonna work, man. I'm sorry. It, it it might work if you're special and you you know win every single race, I guess. But these these leagues are tough. These are not easy series to run in. There's a lot of talented drivers in each one of these series. So. I'm looking for guys that are going to stay committed for the entire year and are looking to a provide competition the whole season B try to learn how to get better and faster because that's what this league does. It makes people better. Everyone. There's so many people with testimonials that say this league has made me better and made me faster. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people. Like I said earlier in another podcast, I mean, you asked some of the older statesmen in this series um, compared to where I was in season two of the Cup series to now season two of the Xfinity series. You know, four seasons later, um, you know, it's it's night and day. You know, so but um, but yeah, I it's been uh, this league has helped me a lot. It's helped me in others in other leagues and prepared me for. A lot of other things, so, but yeah. Yep, and with that, we need to get on to the Cup Series and cut. All right, so uh, Cup Series, obviously, these are the the biggest, baddest hitters we've got. Um, we had a, a small field, unfortunately, which made things kind of strange. I think we had 12 signed up and then 11 actually yeah. started the race. Yeah. Um, first off, off the, off the rip, um, Jason wasn't feeling well that night. Um, I was working on my buddy's race car and, uh, Dave hit me up right before the race. Um, I was going to come spot for him eventually, but I was working on stuff. Um, so we need race control. So I run down here. Um, and luckily, um, the cup guys are, these are obviously the best that we have to offer. They got the race started without a hitch. Um, I think they're on, I don't know, like lap 10 or 15 by the time I even sat down and there had been no issues. So j- just off the rip, kudos to those guys for, for being professional enough to, to be able to, to get that thing off without, uh, with, with no issues. Um, it was, uh, it was a long one to say yeah. the least with, with a, with a small field like that. Once they kind of get single filed out, there was a uh, man, me and Dave and Matt were kind of informing me of things that were happening on the track that, that wasn't necessarily in my line of vision. Cause we, it, it was so stretched out that it was just basically, it, it was evenly spaced all the way around the track, which made for a very clean race for the most part. Um, eventually, um, just the next gen cars being the way that they are, um, (laughs) when, when tire wear started factoring in on full tanks of fuel and these guys are going really big windows and they're, they're cutting that dog leg, it unsettles those cars so much. Like they, they were just looping them, whether it was off of four or when they would transition back onto the racing surface after cutting at the at the start finish line there so the the majority of what we had were were self spins and it's it's not a a run out of talent situation it's just a it's a tough car to drive which is is the whole point of the next gen car 
Um, but overall, clean race by the guys. Um, early on, uh, I know Mikey was up there. Uh, well, really, the whole the whole championship four. Um, I will say Huffy was struggling early, and he made a he made a really good pit call at some point that moved him up to the front of the field, and not not dissing Huffy by any stretch. It didn't seem like a track that was one of his favorites by any stretch. And at that point, Cedric and Gabe started kind of taking over and I could see how, how the race was going to go. And I I was curious with them being teammates, how, how they were going to drive each other. And they, they did an awesome job. I mean, they raced each other hard. They were side by side a lot and never never stepped over that line which is kind of what you would expect from teammates running for a championship between each other and and ultimately Cedric emerged uh at the top there yep. um not 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 the biggest surprise by any stretch Cedric's had a, an awesome season very not good take, run not to take anything away Gabe's had an awesome season Huffy obviously came on really strong there towards the end of the season and also Mikey caught fire there at the end. He probably would have been my pick. Um, he cut not, not so much, not, not as much as Huffy, I guess, but he didn't seem as comfortable or dominant at Phoenix where he had been at other places. And he ended up getting into an incident with uh, Jonathan Cogswell I think it was kind of midway through the race, which turned into some controversy that we'll we'll touch on and in another one of our segments. There's something to be said, obviously, but um, it, unfortunate and an you know playoff guy with a non-playoff guy, and we're, yeah. we'll we'll all have our takes on that. Um, but ultimately, um, just. The, the cup series is always clean. I've, I've run race control for them. I, I don't know, five or six times now. And honestly, those dudes make it so easy on me. They don't bullshit over the radio. Very, I mean, they just get in very there professional. Yes. Yep. And like, I'll be in, I'm, I'm in David match channel. Cause I originally was, I, I spot them when I'm not doing race control, but when you're not there and I do race control, then I'm just kind of hanging out and luckily, luckily this was fortunate just the way it was spaced out. They were like, they would tell me if a guy was spinning on one side of the track, cause I'm watching the leaders or whatever. So it, it helped me out. But overall, I mean, I, I just can't say enough about the level of these guys and the professionalism, just top to bottom, whether it's Cedric or Brian or Tony, Doug Newbigging, whoever I know, Doug in particular, um, he he was running up there at the front for a while, and gosh, mm. he just he just started having self spin issues, and he was trying to stay out on track to stay on the lead lap, and tires are getting hot, and kind of compounded his issues running around on crappy tires, and led him to where he ended up. But again. Kudos not just to to Cedric, but that entire field, Lucky Ducks Motorsports, all all those guys. I mean, they just did a yep. freaking tremendous job. I I can't say enough about them. 
Well, Lucky Ducks took home the championship also for the team championship. Uh, so congrats to John Pill, the owner of Lucky Ducks. Those guys uh, deserved it. They ran a hell of a season all season. Um, this season. Yeah, they did a really good job. Well, they were the only ones that really kept a full te- full team all season. You know, they kept a full yeah. full four drivers. Well, it helps uh, that they had one driver win like eighty five percent of the races. He joined in before he quit. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's that's true. Um, but he, he won every, several every races. Race I was in. I mean, I, I looked down the field, and it, at times it felt like half of them were Lucky Ducks cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Smith had five wins on the season. Um, before he jumped out, so he was he was definitely uh, the favorite at some point to be the champion. And you know we we had a little um, like I said we had some controversy and um, touch base on something else that we kind of left out uh, on the sheet was the David Farmer and uh, Alex Huffman incident. So yeah, and I, the, I reviewed the reason it. I, the reason I did is because Huffy and Dave talked after the fact and. Huffy realized it wasn't as bad as he thought it was. Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't nearly as bad as what he he was claiming it was on the radio. Because I heard it. I heard. I heard what he said. I watched the replay. Uh, there was no contact. Actually, if you go back and look at, it. no contact whatsoever. He got mm-hmm. under his. He got under his diffuser, and he got him loose. Huffy, I believe what happened is Huffy panicked and got on the gas too hard coming off of two, and looped it himself. And the the way that he hit the wall, he barely touched the wall, man. I'm sorry. I don't believe. I think he just quit. I think he gave up in the race. He went and he, parked the car. Uh, he went and parked the car and said something about it blowing up or some shit. I don't know. I'm that, sorry, yeah. but I, I think he just quit, man. I'm sorry, Huffy, that, but I, I watched it, man, and I saw the damage. The, the car wasn't hurt that bad. I, there was no sound of the motor letting go in the replay. It looked to me like he just pulled over and parked and quit. Yeah. I I thought the same from where I was sitting. So this this put me in a, a pretty unique circumstance on on several levels. So we'll start out here with, with the the motor blowing up. I I know that he was upset. He thought that he got done very wrong by a non playoff driver. Mm-hmm. Um and then I started hearing uh, my my radio or my engine's blowing up and it's overheating this and that. I looked at the con when he hit the wall and I was like, it was light contact, man. It it didn't do shit. It didn't do shit. It didn't. And this is up to Huffy to tell anyone he wants to tell. But when I had the uh, fortune of meeting him in person yesterday, we were both at the all American 400 at Nashville, Nashville fairgrounds and talked about it a little bit. And he claimed that it took out an oil cooler hose so do with that information what you would like. I, I didn't know iRacing went into that detail. Yeah, I don't, don't I, I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, what he claims. Suppose, <laughs> so the oil cooler is on the right-hand side of the car, but the contact, when he came in and hit the wall, so yep. it, he backed it into the wall. Like It barely slapped the right side, mm-hmm. rear right, and it barely slapped the right front. I mean, just, just I can show anybody the replay wants to see it. Yeah, I, I just think that he was, he was, de- he felt defeated. Yeah, he was. He got back out on the track, and you know, he kind of uh, Brian Terry passed him, and maybe you know, I don't know, I don't know what what happened. Why the car was slower when he got back on the track, 
Maybe it did do yep. something that we don't know about. Some kind of damage slowed it down. I don't know because the contact was minimal. I mean, yeah. So here's here's my my other half of this tale. So looking at it, obviously I was in Dave and Matt's channel, and when it happened, even before the wreck had completed, I'm like, Dave, I'm gonna have to give you an EOL for this. And the reason I said it is because we had the prior controversy with him and Fritz, and I inform these guys every race, and this is maybe something I shouldn't do, but I lean more towards a racing incident than putting blame on a guy uh, as much as possible. And I, I mean, that's the majority w- of it. When, when I did that, the, the previous time with Dave and Fritz, apparently some people felt some kind of way about that. So I didn't want that to be a stain on the championship. So I was like, Dave, I, I'm giving you an EOL, but I'm going to go look at it now. And you can ask Dave and Matt, if it had not been one of those two involved in that incident, I would have probably called it a racing incident personally. Just so from, I know everybody's monitors show different, different stuff. Yeah. From what I saw, when it looked like either Dave just got under <laughs> under his splitter a little bit or got his splitter under him a little bit, or he might have actually touched them somewhere. With net code. It, it had to if he touched yeah. him, it had to be net I mean, code and it didn't it, show. But here's the thing the the spin when Dave actually made contact it's separate, with Alex it's a separate deal. When he made contact with Alex, there was a, a about a second or so in between. Yes, that's that's what I was that's, getting at. That's so. that's what shows me that when Dave made contact, it didn't get Alex loose right away. Yeah, or he didn't make contact. I'm sorry. When Dave got yeah. up under Alex, I think it upset yeah. the the balance of the car. It upset the air underneath the car. It took the air off the diffuser, and there wasn't much else he could do. And maybe he maybe he panicked. Maybe he looked up and and saw Dave, and he just gassed it up a little bit too much because it was yeah. like Dave gets up under him. Alex keeps rolling, keeps rolling, spins out. Yeah. So from from so from where I'm sitting, we at that point we still got 200 laps to go. Long ass race to go. Yeah, still, yeah. So, so from where I'm sitting with with Dave, just with the prior history and and some people being upset about how I've called things when Dave's been involved before, I was like, regardless, you're getting an EOL. And I told him, I was like, look, we you got 200 laps. But, not gonna hurt you, you in eleven car field. Yeah, you've you've been fast up to this point. We'll we'll figure you'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but if I if it were two, it just two guys that I did not know. It looked like Dave got underneath him, got him a little loose. Whether it was arrow, whether it was contact, whatever you want to call it. I just didn't see contact. But regardless of whether there was or not, then mm. Dave checked up, and then you could see probably a two foot gap between the cars and then Mm. Puffy's car goes around. So that, that is my side of the story. Um, That's exactly what I saw Alex. And, and again, so I know I've, I've already said thank you, but I got to say it again for everyone else. You know, I do appreciate you taking the reins for me that night. Um, I told, I had told you the night before I wasn't feeling well. Um, Ended up having strep throat is what it was. But I told you that on Tuesday, I actually, messaged you and was like, Hey, can you 
Yeah, you wanted you know, me to do the Xfinity race. Yeah, and, and I because I was already <laughs> sick, and um, and then so Wednesday rolls around, and you know I took some medicine, and I was comatose, man. I was out all day. Yeah. Um, when I woke up the next morning, I was like, looking at my phone was blown up. You know, I had all these messages yeah. and stuff, and people people complaining, and you know, getting one side of the story, but not the not necessarily the true story and you know a little bit of back and forth and you and i talked about it um i just want to say that i appreciate everything that you do for this league and uh appreciate everything that you provide and all the help that you bring so yeah and and i under i understand the optics of it where if if you are there i i'm spotting for dave and matt this past season and i understand the optics of like, if Dave is in an incident, mm. um, people would be inclined to think that I'm going to give him the benefit of the Favoritism, doubt. And, right. and typically what I, when I see him racing someone close, I'll, I'll tell him laps ahead of time. is like, look, if you get into it with this guy, because of what I'm doing right now, I have to be harder on you that's exactly okay (laughs) that right there you so now you understand my world now you understand what i deal with on a weekly basis you've you've got a little taste of it and you see you know the bit you've heard the bitching and complaining after the race and you know you know it's stressful man It, it it eats at you because you're like you're sitting here like I'm not doing anything. I'm not giving any favoritism. I'm not doing any preferential treatment. I'm not trying to get anyone ahead or anything like that. But it doesn't matter. You have to be harder on the guys that are perceived as your friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. You have to be, you have to hold them to a higher standard than you would anybody else. Because if not, here comes the the backlash. Here comes the, in, yeah. you know, insinuating and stuff. And for, it's, it's for unfair any, to race yeah. control. It's unfair yeah. to all of us to do race control. And which, which for, for my specific situation, I, I understand why people would, jump to that conclusion i know that david is an aggressive driver i know that there are guys that don't like how he drives and that that's part of racing there there are ross chastains and kyle bushes out there whatever that's a part of it um but from where i'm sitting and and i tell these guys before the race i err on the side of racing incidents and after there was one se- several weeks ago where like a suspicion came up. So I've made a habit now where once I come to my decision, I will go down to their channel and explain my reasoning to them. I've, I've done it ba- basically every incident that I've had to make a call on, like in the last three races and every guy's seemed to be pretty cool about it. But then the, the next day you're getting messages that are, I, I think what happens is like they say one thing to you, and then they turn around and say one thing to me. They can. It's not that they're saying a different thing, but they can, from their perspective, they might have felt more wronged at the time and didn't want to go back and forth with me during a race or something. Probably. And I mean, you know, I get it from a racer standpoint, but a, a lot of this stuff, like in real life. Sometimes you show up at the racetrack and something bad happens and it's not your fault and you got to put your wrecked piece of shit on the trailer and come back next week and get after it. That's just how racing is. And yep. I agree. I, 
I know I've said it on here before, and I've said it to you a thousand times. One of the the biggest things for me, when I first came into this league, if I felt like something bad happened to me, I had to make sure that you knew about it. Yeah. Because I wanted you I wanted you to do something about it. And then I had an epiphany at some point. I was like, I mean, you talked, I mean, yeah. you talked and I was explaining that it does to give that person a penalty does not change what happened to you. Yeah. My, my race is still shit. And even if that guy gets a penalty, it doesn't make, it doesn't fix me at all. I make it you feel does. better in the moment, I guess, but I mean, if, if it's a, if it's seconds. a, if it's a racing incident, then it's a racing incident. There's no reason to penalize the person. So, and one of the, the, Big differences, not that I'm like this big professional racer because I'm not by any means, but I've done a lot of racing in my life. Mm -hmm. And there are just times when you have bad days at the track and you just got to chalk it up to that is that is how this sport works. You're not going to win every race. Yeah, I mean, it is 100% skill, but it can 100% be bad luck that ruins your day. And you're exactly right, 100%, because and, and I've had this talk with Travis Twitty and multiple other guys. They get mad. They get upset because something happens to them in the race. And I'm like, listen, man, you got 24 hours to be mad. 24 hours yeah. is what you got. Is what you got. After I've, done 20, with, I've done this with you, too, many that, times when you're after, mad at someone else. <laughs> after 24 hours, you can no longer be mad about it. You have got to move on and focus on the next race the next week and show up and do what you got to do. You know, with guys that go out here and they run a race and they get wrecked and they don't show back up for the next race because they feel like they got done wrong or they got wrecked out of the, you know, whatever it may be. That's going to happen. It's racing. We see it in real life every single weekend. We saw, we every saw single weekend we see it. <laughs> so, it you know, it, it's going to yeah. happen. So, and that's what people have to take into a, a consideration and, and, a, and understand if you stick with it and you don't quit and you actually run the entire season, you will get better. You will learn things. This is a very competitive league and, I and got better because people, <laughs> people get better. It's, it's a fact it's proven. So for those that, you know, that listen to this, that are thinking about joining or, you know, have ran in the past and want to think about signing up again, but quit. Just keep in mind when you do that, when you quit, you're taking a spot away from somebody who could potentially run the entire season. So, yep. and, and again, this goes back to, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it's almost you like have to try, it's, buddy. it's, it's better <laughs> for them not to sign up at times and take that spot from somebody who would actually run the entire season. I would, I would rather, you know, I, I'm going to say this. I would rather them not even sign up if that's how they're going to be is if they're just going to run a few races and get mad and quit because that just takes away a spot from somebody who could potentially run the entire season. That's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to be a dick or anything like that, but um, we've spent a long time on bluegrass to this week. One, one last thing. And then yep. we'll get into our opinions uh, for the cup guys that are listening. Um, hopefully you guys saw, I made a post in your channel. Um, if you guys have any, issues or questions about how the races have been run when Jason's not there. I'm not, I'm not sitting here waiting to attack you. I, I, I would love to discuss it. I'll give you my side. I'll hear your side. And then that'll make me better when I'm race controlling in the future. I, I'm not mad at anybody. I, I like I, I've told 
everybody a million times. I just want everybody to have as much fun as I do because I, I love this shit. So yeah. with that said, let's get into the fun shit now. <laughs> um, so let me kind of piggyback on to what you just said, actually, for a second. Um, that's another another point I want to make. If some if you have an issue and you feel like you've been wronged or um, you want to, you know, feel like the league has done you a certain way or I've done you a certain way or Alex has done you a certain way, come talk to us. Don't go into the Discord and post a message about how mad you are for everyone and their brother to see because that makes it seem like an attack on the league. That makes it seem like you're you're so upset that you're going to publicly accuse the league of something, okay? And most of these guys I've known for two and a half years now, and they know everything is above board 100%. I do everything that I say I'm going to do. I paid Joey Doucette the $160 that I told him I was going to pay him at the end of the season last week. Paid him before the the season even ended because yep. I told him I would pay it to him at the end of the season. Because to be honest with you, I was hoping he would might come back and run some damn races. You know, uh, same with Blanchard when the whole Blanchard deal happened. Uh, that was me. The uh, reason I didn't answer him in the first twenty four hours was I was trying to give him time to calm down so that he would see that he's making potentially making a mistake. And now both of those guys want to come back and race here. So what does that tell you about the league? I mean, yeah. If you have an issue, I'm, what I'm saying is, if you have an issue, come talk to me first before you make a post, and let's see if we can't resolve it in a peaceful, uh, you know, grown-up conversation manner. Yep. Um, it just it works out better for everybody in the end when we do like that. Because I am a reasonable person when I'm calm. I will say, you know, when, <laughs> when I'm not when, when I'm when calm, you were when calm. Exactly when I'm a, when I'm calm, I'm a very reasonable person. Now when I'm upset and I'm mad, I, you're I'm not, not very I'm not, reasonable. I'm not going to lie. I kind of <laughs> fucking black out. It I, happens, and, that, it. and that and that goes along with the podcast too, because there was an incident. <laughs> That uh, someone didn't care for how we were talking about him on the podcast. And uh, if you guys oh, yeah. have a problem with how we talk about you on the podcast, one, don't make stupid decisions. And two, come talk to us. Yeah. Um, and that's how I so that, here's another thing. As far as like me on the podcast, like I'm playing a character. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to same. be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying I, I to provide like, entertainment. I'm the, fuck it, I'm the fucking drunk guy. I'm going to say crazy shit. If you don't <laughs> like it, then... Just come talk he's to the us. Freddy, he's the Freddy Craft of the show. It's, it's not a dick. Don't take it so hard. <laughs> so, All right. On, on to the fun stuff. On, Red, on, Green, and are you serious? After that, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to the next segment. Bryce, um, tell the people what we got coming up. Oh, man. We have a uh, the NASCAR segment here coming up. And boy, is this going to get very interesting. Uh, boy, we have boy golly, did we have just, a fucking barn burner this weekend? <laughs> we have a lot. Martinsville, baby. Um, all right. All right. Now, moving on to what everyone is wanting us or not wanting us to talk about, us. but uh, <laughs> what a lot of us want to talk about the uh, entertaining weekend we had in NASCAR. We had uh, Xfinity race on Saturday. Very entertaining race. Damn good everyone, race. Damn good race. And everyone is talking about what happened on the final lap of 
the race. Uh, set the scene here. Ty Gibbs running second place behind his teammate Brandon Jones, who's in first. Ty Gibbs already locked in to the final four. His teammate Brandon Jones is not and needs to win to get locked in. One lap to go. Ty Gibbs wrecks his own teammate and knocks him out of playoff contention. And um, was was booed for it. Very, very, very loud. Wild, very loud boos. Some of the loudest boos I've heard in a long time since Kyle Bush, probably. It's um, the loudest boos I've heard since Denny Hamlin wrecked Chase Elliott. Yeah, yeah. It, they, they were not happy um, with what Ty pulled. Like, obviously, Brandon moved him. Um, so they were trading out, right? They were moving each other for a few laps. Like Brandon would move yeah. Ty, then Ty would move Brandon. Then, you know, we had those cautions and the green white checkers kept coming out. And then finally they got to the white flag, which means the next flag ends the race. All mm-hmm. right. I knows this. The next flag ends the race. So Brandon moves him down in one and two, right? Clears him. Right. He moves him, yeah. but he, he clears yeah. him. He, he barely, yeah. he, he didn't wreck him. He moved him. There's a this difference. Is green. This is taking the green. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, he he moves him in one and two, gets around him. Okay, they hit the white, and uh, I think they're still kind of like racing at that point. Well, they get. I think Ty moves Brandon in on the after the white in one and two. Brandon makes a move on him um, and moves him moves Ty away. They're coming into three and four, and. Ty hits him so hard it buckles his hood. It buckled. They're going into turn one when he did yeah, it. On the turn fi- one. Turn one on the final lap. They took the white. Yeah. Brandon I, thought they, the I, I thought it was in turn uh, it was three. Turn one. It was turn one. one. They they took the white. Brandon was in front. Ty Gibbs was behind him in second. Take the white flag. They're single file. Brandon was running the kind of the middle lane, high lane. While Ty Gibbs just gave his. You know, hardest uh, hit oh, I've seen. And it, like you said, it hit him so hard it buckled Gibbs's front front end and sent Brandon Jones around and back into the wall and turned Act one and into two. The wall, yeah, yeah. And Ty Gibbs pulled out of the next scoring loop, uh, turn two with the lead and ended up winning the race and did probably one of the most disrespectful burnouts I think I've ever seen behind uh, Denny Hamlin's last year. Um, oh, it was ridiculous. <laughs> that burnout was uh, just ridiculous. Yeah, um, let's um, talk about let's talk about the three wide racing though, leading up to that. It was amazing. Like they were three wide twice, and poor Gregson got caught on the outside both times. <laughs> so here they are. They take the white flag, and uh, you're right. He did. He punted him off into one. Um, I thought it was in three and four for some reason, but yeah, he punts him off into one. Ends the race. Because, like I said, Ty knew the next flag ends the race regardless. Um, and so that that was an instant win for him. It was just poor yeah. poor taste, poor sportsmanship. Um, and then after the fact, he kept um, in the in the post-race interviews, they were like, how is this going to affect your relationship? Do you have a good enough relationship with him that you can call him and talk to him about this and, and potentially explain what happened? And he's like, well, we got moved and we got the win. Dude, that's not what he said. And he, the reporter even goes, well, he was like, after they took the mic away from him, he goes, no, what I'm saying is, and you could faintly hear him, but he was like, what I'm saying is, do you have a relationship? He's like, I don't care about you getting moved or you winning. He's like, do you have a good enough relationship with him that you can talk to him about this and hit and everything will be okay. And he's like, well, I think we did. And something like kind of just 
Well, brushed it off again. He's like, I don't really know. He's like, all I know is we got moved and we got the win. He just kept saying that over and over. And then finally, another reporter said, Brandon Jones, this is right after that guy had said what he said about, do you have a good enough relationship with him? And he goes, um, the other reporter says, well, Brandon Jones just said he lost all respect for you after that. And Ty goes, well, I guess there you, there's your answer or something smart ass like that. Like, yeah. That's his opinion. So, he goes, well, that's his, he said, well, that's his opinion. We got moved him and then we got, and then we tried to, we, I tried to move him. Uh, I was definitely trying to move him. He said, I was definitely trying to move him, but I wasn't trying to wreck him. He's like, but here's the thing. You, you drove in so fucking hard. You buckled your hood. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that afterwards, he kept comparing himself to Jesus. So what? yeah. They, what? You didn't hear about that? No. He so, said he said in an interview. It's quoted on. on Twitter somewhere. Yeah. Let me let me let me fucking find it because this this. I was like, wondering why they were talking. Why they had all the Jesus memes on Twitter today? Yeah. yeah that is. He said on the lines of. Uh, <laughs> so, so he quoted. He did. He quoted. <laughs> like, he didn't do a Bible verse, but he's basically in a nutshell. What he said was, Jesus Christ was hated by most people when he was alive it's my duty to block out the haters basically oh my god really basically so dude hold on i gotta find this (laughs) fucking response because it's the funniest i'm looking for it as well thing i've ever seen i see i see videos i don't want to play the whole video i just want to i just want to hear what he said i'm having a hard time finding uh just the clip of what he said. Like, obviously, it was. I think it was during his. He on did the, it, on it the was stand. Like, yeah, like on the podium kind of deal. Uh, was it during the post race with the reporters? Mm-mm. It was during his uh, podium do or podium appearance that winners do. They go yeah. they, not during the broadcast. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and, and play this video and see if I can find it because I'm uh, I got to listen to it now and I'll play it so everyone can hear it. Um, uh, and, and that's why there was a guy today dressed up as Jesus, dressed like dressed up Jesus with the signs of looking for Ty Gibbs. Yeah, that, I get that now. I'm trying to find it. So what Ty Gibbs said was Jesus was hated first and among all the people. That's a part of it, silencing out the crowd. So and a, a guy responded to him and said. Well, Ty, I think Jesus turned water into wine, not his teammate into the wall. Oh, yeah. That's pretty clever. That's really clever. That's pretty good. I give him that. That's pretty good. Yeah. I can't. See, this guy just talks about it. He doesn't actually have the clip. Yeah. I want to see the clip. Yeah. But that that that's the big thing. And I hope Brandon just, Jones cleans him out next season. This, Next week, and I the, hope he's the fifth JRM car. The the other best quote from it was when they interviewed Noah Gragson after the race, and in more hmm. more more or less, it, he said, "Man, I I really don't know what you know when you're racing with those uh, Ty Gibbs racing. I mean Joe Gibbs racing cars." <laughs> Dude, <laughs> then, yeah, uh, th- then he walked by Brandon and said, "You should beat his ass." Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. And then. Uh, he, 
I mean, I hope that he's a fifth JRM card next week. I hope he cleans out Ty Gibbs. Dude, I hope he sends him. I well, mean, he's I already, hope he sends him on the first fucking lap. We know he's, he's going, going to JRM. Yeah, yeah, we already know he's going yeah. to JRM next year. So I hope he does too. I hope he just cleans him out. Noah's got to love it. He, he's he got another teammate because you know if Brandon Jones is behind those two guys, who's he going to clean out? Ty Gibbs or Noah Gragson? That's right. Exactly. Ty yep. Gibbs is eating shit. It basically, 100%. it's a Toyota driver racing it as a Chevy. Yeah, he's right it's, now, it's so Halloween, man. He he's dressed up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and so um, I know that we spent a little more time than what we probably wanted to on this, but let's talk about the Snyder, uh, Snyder and Hill incident, though. Oh, yeah. That was probably one of the Hill, cleanest right hooks I've ever Hill seen. Hill knocked <laughs> him on his fucking ass. So <laughs> That was the cleanest I right hook I've ever didn't seen. I get to watch the race. Like I said, I was at the all-american 400 where i got to hang out with huffy for a little bit i didn't see i didn't see what preceded that happening i've never seen austin hill be like a really uh emotional guy Mm -hmm. i don't know what the incident was that made that happen but i'm watching it right now so (laughs) so Okay, I see what it was. He turned him. Let's see, where's the point of out? Oh, there they are. He that's a big old boy going at oh he uh, just he laid him out, dude. Oh yeah. He yeah, dropped, it, he wow. folded him like a church pew. He broke him down like my grandfather's shotgun. <laughs> One that was the glitter. I'm gonna keep saying it. That was the cleanest right hook I've ever seen an NASCAR <laughs> driver throw. So, dropped, he dropped Snyder so hard. So Hill is on the bottom, and I guess mm. Snyder came down on him and cut his nose off, from what I can see on, in this video. And then when they go to the punch scene here, you see Austin Hill, big old country-looking boy, wow, he's oh, just clocks fed. him. He is corn-fed. <laughs> <laughs> And that's on the NASCAR uh, YouTube channel. If anybody wants to watch that, you can you can yeah. see that on uh, on the NASCAR YouTube channel. Um, so oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> all right, that's moving us on to the Cup Series now, and uh, let's talk about that freaking move Chastain did to get into the Final Four. Who who saw that shit coming? Did anybody? No, I didn't. No, uh, it's I just looked on Twitter, just kind of scrolling through my timeline. It's it's hitting NFL news. It's hitting uh, MLB. You know, MLB players are tweeting about it. Pat McAfee just tweeted about it. Um, it's probably going to be on ESPN. I wouldn't be surprised if it's on the top ten ESPN uh, this week. Um, I did not see it coming. I've always wondered if I could try it in iRacing, but uh, <laughs> there's a slew of guys trying already it on yeah. iRacing, yep. and it. Does not work. work. It jumps so the car. Yeah. Next season. Oh, oh, it, it does work. It. John Jonathan Schwartz posted a video. I've seen two videos of it working so far. I've seen guys like they'd go. They to must the not know what they're doing through the catch fence or something. Yeah, those guys <laughs> don't know what they're doing because I've seen two guys that one of them is a league driver of ours. He didn't you race this keep season. The wheels off the wall. He didn't race with us this season, but he raced last season and was a Final Four driver, which is John Schwartz. Uh, welcome back to the to the 
to the Bluegrass iRacing Cup Series, John. We're, we're glad you're going to come back with us. Uh, very talented driver, guys. So look out for that that uh, number ninety four, I believe, or ninety five, something like that. What is his number? Ninety something. Ninety five. The ninety four. John Schwartz in the ninety five. Look out for that ninety five uh, car next season. Bad, bad mother effort right there. Let me tell you, he's a hell. And he he posted a video of of doing it himself. If you go into our Discord channel and you go to the um, share links here channel, which is under general discussion, um, John actually uh, recreates the move. It's pretty mm. cool. So, from where I was sitting personally, so I've I've gotten back into sports gambling my friends. So ah. about four weeks ago, I got pretty good odds on championship <laughs> drivers. So I placed five $10 bets. I took Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano. Um, so I put a $10 bet on each of them. Mm. Each of them, if they win the championship is going to pay eight times. So I'm watching this happen, and I'm thinking about, like, dude, is this going to screw me out of making money? Because leading up to it, I really felt like this was, a, like, Denny was finally going to get it done this season. I felt like he was due. And all the, all the rate, like, those last 15 laps, the racing was so hard, so tight. Guys were moving everybody. I yeah, mean, every it was really tough race. Was getting moved. It, it was, it was fucking awesome. It yeah. is, that is what Martinsville is all about as they, far as I'm concerned. They made amazing strides between the spring race here. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. The playoff that, race. This race there's was still, exciting to watch. Some, there's still some things that, you know, I yeah. would, Week, you know, it shouldn't take 60, 70 laps for these tires to start falling off like they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I applaud Goodyear for bringing in a tire that actually had fall off. Yeah. Um, but it, I think a lot of it too is still the car. Um, there's, uh, we'll go ahead and say it now. Alex and I have been talking about, uh, we signed in on a conversation between one of our <laughs> two driver or two of our drivers. Another in the Alex. Cup series. Another Alex. And, um, we have decided that we would want to during the off season uh, between uh, the next season of Bluegrass and uh, to have a little sit down powwow debate deal on how, how the uh, how they can fix next gen car. Just the state so, of NASCAR. Yeah, and gotcha. It got it got pretty heated during that conversation. So right. Um, <laughs> and looking forward to see what they have to say about that. But I did, like I said, I applaud NASCAR for bringing in a, a tire that actually did actually did some shit. Um, you, you saw these cars, they weren't stable like they were in the spring, you know, no, they were right. slipping and sliding all around. Good race. But, but yeah, definitely. They, they still have a little and bit of work to do with the package, but tire, was, I'm, I'm happy with it. I was, I was real shocked at towards the end there after that last caution. Um, I know he had to do it and I didn't think it, it would work. It ultimately did not, but, for a while, it looked like it would that Chase Briscoe was going to stay out and win. I thought he was race. too. It looked like it. It looked like he was just going to cruise because no one could get up there. And then Keselowski and, caught him uh, eventually. Yeah. And then it just yep. turned everything, just went like it was. So, the, yeah, I didn't know what the hell was going to happen at the end of that race. Yeah. It, it was it wild. Was, and at one point, Chastain's out. 
and you're like, oh shit. And all of a sudden he sends it on the fucking wall all the way around and sets the goddamn fastest lap ever in a cup car. And he's only a 10th off the fastest lap for a freaking modified. Ever. Like, ever. Dude, it, that was insane. He, he said, I just, threw her, I just threw her in fifth gear on the back stretch and let her eat. I mean, and he did, <laughs> by God. He's like, yeah. Julie, you hear him. You hear him. Upshift. I'll it, yeah. I'll put it in the Discord, the in car. Uh, view is the craziest shit I've seen. He clicks wow, it in man. the fifth and just kind of skates it around the outside. I mean, he was flying, man. That was, was at the, that point. The... I was so focused on uh, Denny because he is one of the guys I have money on. Mm-hmm. And I, at that point, I was like, well, Ross isn't, he's not even a part of this because I have money on him as well. I was like, all right, he's out, but I'm, I'm good with Denny. I was more worried about. Christopher Bell winning the race, which which he had cleared at that point because I've got money on him too. Mm-hmm. But then I'm I'm watching Denny and uh, Denny. Uh, he actually, if Brad Keselowski hadn't been right there and Brad kind of pinched him off coming mm-hmm. out of four, mm-hmm. if if Denny had not had a car there, he would have drove it up to the wall and Ross probably would have just you know just ran it right up his ass right there. Well, yeah, Ross, I was wait, I was Ross made a very turn each other. He made well. Ross made a very smart move earlier. If you last for that, if you remember, so him and Denny were battling. And he moved Denny, and you could tell Denny was pissed. He freaking turned the car yeah, left. He was good, he and just, and all of a sudden you see Ross kind of check up, and he's like, yeah, somebody, somebody got in him. his ear and said, "Don't let him behind you. He will wreck you." And yep. sure enough, he let Denny go, <laughs> and then pulled that unbelievable move at the end. I was on the phone with Brian Terry at the time. And we were, we were both like, oh my God, like it was insane. It was fun as hell. Uh, you know, I don't, you know, I, you know how much I applaud the move and how awesome it is to see. I don't want this to become a norm, a normal. We're, no. we're, we're, get, we're final lap of Martinsville. You're going to talk wall. about this and, and red flag, green flag. Cause <laughs> I, I have a, I have a, a take on what you're saying, Bryce. Okay. And, and I have a feeling we're we're going to be on the same side of this based on what you just said. Yeah, I don't want it to become a norm either. But uh, so one thing I did forget to mention earlier was if you guys haven't already seen, we do start our next season on November 28th for the trucks, 29th for the Xfinity, and the November 30th for the Cup Series. So keep that uh, in mind if you're looking to sign up. Go ahead and get that done. We will have recruiting races starting um, October 31st, Monday, for the trucks. And then we'll on the 1st, it'll be Xfinity. And then uh, Wednesday, we'll have Cup. All series drivers are invited to join these and come out. And um, it'll the password will be blue. Um, so it will be password protected. So it'll only be people in within the Discord. Uh, or if I make a post, whoever sees that post, they'll have they'll be able to get in. So if you want to come out and, you know, do some testing with the new drivers and new drivers want to get kind of familiar with the older drivers, uh, this is a perfect time to do it. We're going to start out with Daytona and the trucks tomorrow. Uh, And then again, on November 22nd, we're going to have the Turkey Dash for Cash, number two. Uh, We're going to do trucks at Talladega, $15 buy-in, and uh, see what we get. Uh, league, League members first, obviously. Uh, and if we can't get a full field with league members, then we will move it on over to uh, public um, signups. So 
So <laughs> if you guys want to get in on that, um, make sure you send it to the cash app and put a note that it's for the Turkey dash for cash, uh, or just put Turkey race. Um, just, yeah, that'd be fine. Um, so we want to make sure we get that, <laughs> get that out there. I, I almost forgot about that earlier. Um, and then one more thing I did forget to mention the pro late tour our um, third series on Thursday nights. We've only got two races left. Uh, they're both national points touring races. That's a $500 bonus to the winner. Uh, plus they'll get the 200 from Wotel uh, if they've not already got it. And then they'll get uh 250 for whoever wins the bluegrass series championship will get 250 so potentially a thousand dollars on the line um for somebody out there in the dirt world you know cheers to those guys for coming out and racing with us on thursdays and and uh we, you know i know last thursday was a little bit rough um but this week we'll we'll get everything sorted out and we'll be back to normal um so let's keep it moving we'll get ready for uh red, red flag, flag green flag. flag yep all right all right, so the first green flag, red flag I have for you gents tonight is green flag, red flag, playoff drivers versus non-playoff drivers. Jason? I'm going to go with red flag on this because um, I feel like when you're... So I heard somebody say the other day uh, that the playoff drivers are technically supposed to be the fastest guys on the track. That's not the tr- that's not necessarily true. That's not how it's not how it works. They're the most consistent and they've managed to point their way in if they didn't win their way in. It, it's a matter of just staying consistent and being um in the top 3, 5 whatever they got to do and that's how they they get in. It doesn't necessarily mean they're the fastest at that track at the at that moment. So maybe they're laying back and trying to save, conserve, stay out of trouble, whatever it may be. They're trying to lay back and not push the issue. So when a non-playoff driver is driving them so aggressively that they're they're putting the bumper to them or, you know, wrecking them, whatever it may be, I I'm just I'm red flag on that, man, because I feel like those guys have earned that spot and earned a earn that chance they should be allowed to actually race it out you see what i'm saying like we had it the truck series guys they let those guys race it out xfendi guys they let those guys race it out and i feel like that same courtesy should be extended and i'm not saying like pull over i'm not i'm not asking you to pull over by any means and just give it to them i'm just i'm just saying like early in the race real early there's no need to be driving with the way that I saw some of those cup series drivers driving in the replay. I I just felt like it was super early, man. Like y'all, y'all got hundreds of laps left and I'm seeing guys get turned and, you know, not necessarily, uh, I'm not referring to the segment, the incident we talked about earlier, but I I saw, I saw other guys, you know, they were bumping people, driving really aggressive and just, it doesn't make any sense what, you know, maybe, maybe you're holding a grudge against them all season. I Maybe, maybe you feel like you deserve to be in the final four and not them. I, I get that. I just feel like that you should save it for the next season 
come out and do your best, earn that, uh, earn that chance and that opportunity to go race for a championship because that's what these guys have done through sticking it out and earning points and doing whatever they had to do to get into the, to the final four. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, again, I'm not asking anyone to pull over or just let people have it, but maybe a little, little more respect early in the race, a little more, uh, leeway early in the race, you know, um, because I can go and tell you, these guys are going to remember it next season. They're going to remember how they were raced. Um, and you know, it's unfortunate. Some of the, some of the stuff that happened the other night in the cup series race, um, you know, we're going to get into that in a minute, but it was, it was tough, you know, unfortunate for the guys involved. And I know, you know, one of them was extremely upset and, you know, whether he has the right to be upset or not is debatable. Um, but yeah, I'm red flag, man. Well, my friend, Jason, what color that is that screen behind you? <laughs> Purple. No, it's green. It's green, my guy. And I'm green flag on this. <clears throat> and here's why. And here's why I'm going to tell you. So this is my first season on the outside mm-hmm. of the playoffs or outside of the, the championship four. four. Yes. Um, going into those races, I have one thing to race for. And that wins only. I don't give a shit about the stage. I don't care about anybody else. Period. Mm-hmm. When and I get like in in the truck race, like my my truck was hurt. It was slow, so I was getting out of the way. If my truck had been on pace, I paid the same ten dollars and the same charter those guys did, and. If I win the race, I uh, you know maybe I get a a hundred dollar bill, and they're you know they're racing for the championship. But I don't care what happens to anybody that's not on my team. I'll give them respect, but I'm not going to race them any different. Period. So yep. if if you're in a series with me next year, like I'm going to race you clean. If I'm that's not, what I'm, in that's all I'm four. asking for is clean racing, yeah. but I'm not moving. I'm not changing my line for you. I'm not, I'm not making any concessions for you that, cause I'm not making concessions for other guys. Right. Period. And, and that's exactly how, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm, I'm trying to say is like, you know, it, you, if you can race them hard and race them clean, then by all means, Hell well, yeah. But that it's a fine line because the guys that are in the final four, because I've I've also been on that side too, you have the expectation that some of these guys are gonna just just let you roll through. <laughs> and now that I've been on both sides of it, like that when I look at a guy that doesn't have a, a yellow spoiler or a blue spoiler or whatever it is that season, that dude he he paid the same money as me and his his championship is just winning a race and then paying for his next 10 races or or whatever it is right yeah so yeah. but i do i mean there is a certain level of respect like where i was where my truck was hurt well yeah i'll get out of the way but i would do that outside of playoffs if my if my truck is you know murdered 
I'm going to get out of your way. Yeah. But I'm not um, asking nobody to pull over or, or yeah, give them a spot. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. asking for clean racing, you know, especially on, in a long, long race like that. I feel like when yeah. it's that early in the race, you know, pushing it may not be the best idea right yeah, away. There is a time and a place. And that I think is more the, some drivers will get after it early. Right. And you're right. Will, and, and I, as a, as a spotter, as a driver, what I'm not going to tell a guy to change his strategy. And I've not had someone tell me to change how I race based on whether or not I'm in the playoffs. Cause if, if I'm showing up, I'm here to do same more, thing. Yeah. Really, really more so when I'm not in the playoffs, because I don't, it doesn't matter if I get a top 10 or if I have a solid finish, it's, it's, it's really checkers or wreckers and not saying that I've, I've raced like that necessarily, but like, if you, if you don't win, then yeah, you, you know, you're just hanging out with your pals, which is good and fine. But you know, if I'm on the lead lap, if I'm running in the top five as a non-playoff guy, I ain't, I ain't getting out of the way for Justin. I'm not getting out of the way for Keith. Any like, I'm just not. <laughs> yeah. I, and I get that. I, I don't, I'm not saying get out of the way or move over or anything like that. I, I just meant that, you know, I'm red flag for the way that things kind of went down the other night. Um, cause I would earlier than that kind probably, of probably, probably. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at is it's probably a little bit too early to be racing that hard. Maybe, you know, we save that towards the end of the race and then, you know, that's fine. Um, from what I saw most from most of the replay and stuff that I watched, they were just, those guys except for maybe Gabe and Cedric, they were kind of laying back, um, biding time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not really pushing, but not re- They were st- trying to stay up on pace and stay within striking distance, but not necessarily pushing it to the point where, um, they need, they wanted to, or where they were getting raced so hard. So I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm red flag. You're green flag. Bryce, go ahead. Uh, I'm in green flag. Uh, because two reasons. One, they have every right to be there. That's hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and if and reason two is they also have sponsors they have to oblige to. They have responsibilities as people sponsor their vehicles that they have to perform no matter what circumstances they're in, mm-hmm. whether they're racing for a championship or whether they're racing for fourth or fifth in the championship or seventeenth. It doesn't matter. They have a job. Uh, and it's to go out and win races is to go out to perform. Uh, and you don't have to win a race to win a championship. Um, there's been plenty of times where there's been a winner, a different winner who's been outside the playoffs and, right. uh, there's That's... still been another champion. So it's, there's, there's a time and a place, like you said, to race hard, yeah. but when it comes down to it, if it's 10 to go and, if I'm not in the playoff driver and I'm, you know, sitting and I'm leading you, if I'm in hell, if, if, I, if I'm even in the second place and you're in a third, I'm not going to like, just get out of the way. Yeah. I don't and, blame you. I think it's more um, like the, on the playoff drivers themselves. Like they kind of have to police themselves in a way, like don't put yourself in a situation to get wrecked. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it is it's not either of them it's kind of both of them. You see what I'm saying? Like neither one of them's at fault. It's kind of like both of them are at fault because 
why are you racing a guy like this anyways, you know, this early and fighting this hard, you know, you've got some, you've got bigger picture to worry about. So yeah. when, when I say red flag, I mean, I'm red flag on both sides of it. So, you know, that's kind of where, where it is for me. You're waving a white flag right now is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I just feel like that both of them should have used their heads and, and um, potentially avoided the conference, you know, the, the incident altogether. Like, cause you have a choice as a playoff driver and a championship four driver not to pinch a guy or not to race a guy super close or not. You know what I'm saying? Like give space, like take, you, take a, a couple more laps to get exactly, around. It. Exactly. And, and, and go ahead, Ross. Sorry. And don't think that even if they're not in the playoffs anymore, they're not fast drivers. They can't handle their own. And amongst the pressure being with the playoff drivers. And I uh, mean, we, that just goes into our second segment here. on uh, green flag, red flag. Um, with you know, let's go this Alex. Uh, green flag, red flag. Justin Winters loops it on lap one and took out the favorites in the Xfinity Series. Radburn shutters. Man, so it's I hate to like really put it on him because it wasn't an intentional deal. No, it was an accident. Yeah, I mean, total accident. I I can't give Justin a red flag because he was just racing, and I I know that the the thing for guys to say is, oh, you 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 ran out of talent. Like it's it wasn't that. It it's cold tires, and you're you're <laughs> trying to get into line in in a long race, and they're especially at Phoenix, you don't have a ton of time to be racing guys side by side. You got to get in line, get where you can get and hold your spot. If you, if you give up five spots on a restart, like that could be the like death knell to your chance at having a good run at this place. At the same time, (laughs) it, I mean, it couldn't suck any harder for Radburn because I mean he he was probably the class of that series for the season he was good I still think Brandon was probably the best um but yeah Brandon Radburn was the most it. consistent yeah uh, yeah. yeah Radburn was the yeah. fastest he, yeah yeah like Rad- I, I can say that in the Lower early runs, in the early runs, he was fast. He was fast. Yeah. It's like for putting out a hot lap and shit like that. Yes. Yes. Brandon was faster on the longer runs. Brandon was more of a strategy guy. Um, so, tires. so that full fuel race played right into Brandon's talents, yeah. Brandon's what, skills. What he's good at. Yes. Yeah. And so what are you green flag or are you red flag? I, the way that it's phrased, like you got to say, red flag right because justin justin spun him but i don't think that justin did anything he just lost control way. And, yeah you know here's here's my thing on it and i'm just i'm gonna go ahead and say red flag because at the beginning in the driver's meeting and before the race i said to everyone don't forget cold tires you've got to remember you're on cold tires here so I don't know if he got scared because Fritz dove underneath him 
and he was trying to gas it back up. You know, Fritz dove underneath him and was uh, he Fritz was all the way down on the apron though. Um, so I, maybe that freaked him out and scared him. And I guess that's another thing. Like I'm kind of red flag because I, I don't really know why Fritz was diving down on that hard early in the race. I'm gonna say that that's kind of a red flag for me because um, I feel like he kind of put Justin in that situation to where you know Justin did run out of talent. Um, but it could have been because he, he freaked him out, man. Like you're going into turn one and two and you got, you're all of a sudden you're three wide and you're probably, if I'm Justin, I'm probably trying to gas up and keep the lead because, you know, he's really good at Phoenix sat on the pole for a reason. Um, so I'm kind of just red flag for the whole situation, man. I mean, it wasn't his fault. Uh, that you know his car came back up in front of Radburn. It just it's just how the cookie crumbled. You know, it's just an un- unfortunate incident for everybody around. Bryce, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm red flag. Well, I agree with with you too. Um, the only thing only thing I can say is, you know, I I I know when I was in the field where I went in the first couple laps in turn one after a restart. I took it easy. Mm. Um, I know being up front with all those guys is a little bit different. You're not really given that opportunity, but there's a point where you have to take the opportunity to ease in a corner and ease out, especially before your tires are warmed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, I'm, I'm red flag that Justin pushed it that hard. Um, coming off the corner, um, mm-hmm. everyone knows turn two is probably the most te- treacherous corner at Phoenix. Even yeah. when it was the old style, it was still was the worst. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm more on the red flag that it took out, um, Radburn. Um, Radburn. I would like to see how that race played out. Yeah, I I wanted to see what the battle would have been with silvers radburn and uh in brandon because i think the only way brandon wins that race if radburn was still in it is if he teamed up with fritz because you know silvers and radburn weren't gonna let anybody pass each other right if one was in first the guy in the second place is gonna play gonna play gatekeeper and and vice versa so Mm. um i i wish that we would have seen a radburn and you know, Radburn in the toward the end of the race and see what he had. But I mean, he, the way he practiced and the way that he qualified, um, it probably would have been a walk away, but I still would have liked to see what Brandon would have had for him. Uh, what Fritz would have had, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm red flag for, for that instant incident. Yep. All right. So, I'm going to go start off with this one, you know, actually, you know what? No, I'll give it to uh, Alex again, because this is uh, his theories. So red flag, green flag, Jonathan Cogswell gets into Mikey Neal Jr.'s and ruins his championship hopes. Red flag, green flag, Alex. Yep. So you guys know how I feel about non-playoff guys versus versus playoff guys um the my response is going to come from 
my reaction to what this got blown up into post-race. Um, I wish I could watch the replay again to make sure I'm recounting this correctly, but as race control at that point, and Jason, you can correct me if I if I am recalling this incorrectly, but, uh, you know, Jonathan and Mikey were racing really tight. I think it was off of turn two. Turn two. I, yep. yep. Um, Jonathan was on the inside. Yep. And he gassed up. The car yeah, kind of the car kind of pushed up, and there yeah. was there was a little bit of net code in between them. They didn't, it, you know, it didn't show that they actually hit on them on them on uh, the replay or on this, you know, sim or whatever. But you could clearly see damage to Mikey's left rear quarter and to Cogswell's right front fender. Um, yeah. You could see Mikey was running really close in lane two. He was he was holding his lane, holding his lane. He was gassing up off the corner. He was getting ready to start going to the wall. They were they were still in the middle of of turn two. They weren't all the way off of it. So Mikey was already, uh, you know, he's trying to rotate the car. Cogswell's trying to rotate the car. I think Cogswell gassed up a little bit before Mikey did because Mikey was still trying to get it straightened out to get it off the corner because he's on the outside. It's a little bit harder. Um, I think he had to wait on the throttle a little bit more, and uh, it's just it's unfortunate for for Mikey what happened. You know, he's he was pretty upset the next morning and that night as well. Um, mm -hmm. You know, said that this is the second time he's been wrecked by this team um, in the you know in a situation where he could potentially win a championship. So he he's pretty hot. Um, yeah, um, from where. I was sitting. Um, we talked about how a playoff driver and a non-playoff driver could race each other. If if I were in Mikey's spot, I'm racing a guy that I'm not racing for the championship. There's no reason to run him that tight on exit, in, in my humble opinion. I agree. I'm not saying that the blame is all on one side or the other. I think it was a racing incident, is my opinion. Uh, and it wasn't is, either one of them's the, fault, really. Yeah, this is because I I did put that on Cogswell, but I was so afraid from calling things racing incidents before mm. that people were just gonna shit on me for my decision so i put it on him i went and i went and talked to jonathan before i made the call over the radio and ultimately it it didn't make anybody happy anyway so i probably should have just called it a racing incident but being that one was a playoff guy and one was a non-playoff guy it's it's not factored into the decision to you know it, it, I, it doesn't I, make a huge difference but you know i don't I don't get like Mike. Mikey's a hell of a guy. He he seems like a nice guy. The times super, I've talked super to good him. dude, super good dude. And I get being mad, getting wrecked in a championship. It uh, sucks. It's happened to me. Maybe me to you. more than most people because uh, we caught the guy on video saying he did it on, on purpose, purpose, and we didn't do a redo for that shit. So. Uh, we ain't doing a redo for this because, in my opinion, 
Just, which incident was that? Just, what mine? When he oh, got ragged by Peacock. Yeah, yeah. And Peacock's um, we we caught it on video. I caught it. I went to Ed Osborne's stream and caught it. Yeah, um, that's why Ed isn't, and that's why it blocked me on Facebook. But anyways, uh, <laughs> um, love Ed though. But, yeah, I I do too. He's an awesome guy and. I, I get it. I, I hold no grudges. He's he's super. And plain. you you let Taylor no, no come back. I, I said ultimately it was your decision. Um, since you were the one that got you were affected yeah. by it, and I said if you wanted him to come back or don't want him to come back, you make the decision. You were a good sport about it, and you said sure he can come back. I'm not going to tell uh, it. You know, I'd, I'd say there's some miscommunication there. <laughs> but, I, thought, I thought you said he could come. I thought. That's what we came never, to a conclusion I, I, on. I never said anything. He said he could come back, and that was fine because he didn't run a full season anyway, so right. no big deal. Um, but regardless, I think um, I think you had I think you said you had he if he apologized to you. I think that was the deal. He was yeah, supposed to apologize. He, you said yeah, he, he could come back. He didn't. You he said didn't he, do he, that though. I remember though. You said he could come back if he apologized, and he said he apologized. And I went to you, and you're like, nope. Never got an apology, and I was like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And I think at that moment you were like, "Just for whatever." It just you were just kind of like, "Fuck it," you know? Yeah, that probably sounds that sounds like me. I was like, "I don't give a shit." Yeah, I think that was what it actually it came down to. You were just like, "Eh, whatever." Yeah. At this point, let him if he wants to run, whatever. But uh, but that regard- you know, yeah. Regardless on on this one with with Mike and Cogswell, uh, I get how mad Mikey was. I, I was that mad in that situation. Um, but Cogswell paid the money to be there. And I don't think that he did. He didn't do anything egregious. He was just <laughs> racing. And as a playoff driver, being on that side of it, I drove more carefully as a playoff guy. Like, as a playoff guy, you know that I'm he's not in the playoffs. I'm faster. Eventually I'm gonna get around this guy. I don't have to do it in one turn. I can whether it takes me five more laps, especially in that race, that's three hundred and twelve laps, I think. Yep, yep, correct. You got you got plenty of time to do this. And I I think that Mikey might have got a little impatient with him. He might have got aggravated with how he was getting raced. Possibly. When when you have more to lose, you have to race that way. I agree. You got to take your time. You got to get there. And like we said, with 200 laps to go, like, you know, there's going to be cautions, you know, there's going to be pit stops. Yep. You don't, you don't have to run this dude super hard regardless. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan was running him hard, but Jonathan's there to win the race too. Cause, yeah. uh, he doesn't get a trophy if he finishes fourth and, you know, three guys finish behind him. Right. It, it's hard to pass at Phoenix. Yep. So, Take spots when you can get them, and and I get that side of it too. Yeah, um, I didn't really see the incident, but uh, well, I can then tell you, shut up. I can tell you that <laughs> going back to our the first green flag, red flag, that I'm have to stick with my gun and go green flag here because Jonathan has every right to be there as Mikey does. Um, I mean, they're both racing for a win. Mikey doesn't have to win to win the championship. 
none of these drivers had to win to win the championship. All I had to do was finish ahead of the other playoff drivers. Um, so, I mean, I'm green flag for it. I mean, I'm green flag for the not playoff drive versus playoff driver issue, but I'm red flag for the contact made. But other than that, I mean, I have to stick to the gun that I made. No, I can't backtrack on my uh, playoff drivers and non-playoff drivers racing each other hard. You know, I, I can't backtrack on that. So I have to stick with my guns and go uh, go green flag on that one. Well, and I'm just going to say that they were racing for like fifth or something at this point. Yes. So yes, I'm, I'm just, I don't know, man, I'm red flag on the whole situation. Um, just because I feel like both of them could have done a better job. Um, I get Mikey's point of view and his side of it, because when you're going, when you're in a turn and you've got a guy right there next to you, you expect him to hold his line and hold his car where it's supposed to be. And if that means you don't get in the gas as early as you normally would, you know, or whatever it may be. But I'm also red flag for Mikey running him as hard as he did and as tight as he did. Um, Cause you got more to lose than he does, you know, at that moment and that, and that point in time, and maybe he can reflect on that and see, you know, I get what he's, I get he's expecting the guy to, you know, hold his line and not move up. I get it. Like, I promise I understand 100% and it sucks. It absolutely sucks. Uh, It's happened to me. I know I got wrecked out of the uh, first truck series championship, Um, you know, and it sucks. It's, I was absolutely distraught, heartbroken, and, you know, I was mad. I was, you know, livid. And I got, you lose your, you lose your chance at a championship. I get it. Like it's, it sucks, but don't let that define your season. Don't let that define whether or not you come back next season, because Mikey said he's not racing again. You know, he's got a team owner who's already paid his charter and he's got money on the books for next season. It doesn't make sense for him not to continue racing because he's such a talented guy. And there's a bunch of guys coming back and that were you know, OGs of the series that I think he'll have a really good time racing with just straight up. uh, You know, the whole situation sucked. I know what Mikey feels when it comes to that. I mean, like even last championship race at Charlotte, um, I was, you know, final, final stage of Charlotte. You know, we were, I think you were in the lead, Jason, but we were battling. uh, Me and you had been battling. I was catching you. Um, I don't know if you were laying back or what, but either way, I was starting to make some time up and, um, then I had an incident running with, um, another guy with Robbie and, uh, battling for a position on the dog leg of Charlotte, you know, fighting the same, we eventually met at the same spot and turned him. And, uh, you know, I tried to keep him where he didn't, you know, get back on the track or, you know, tried to save his. So I tried. And I hit my brakes as soon as I hit him, and kind of just try to keep him my bumper, so I, you know, he could stop and we could yeah. stop together. Whatever. Well, it didn't end up working out that way, and he ended up going back right. on the track and um, ending in his ending his night. Yep. And um, started to end then, yours as well. Yep. And then he came in, and uh, after he got his all damage fixed, he came back on track. And by now, you and I are battling pretty good, and you were able to get. He let you by. 
off a of two. And then uh, I knew as soon as you got by him, I saw he was in front of front of me. He started blocking. It wasn't going to go well. Started blocking. Took me all the way down to the apron. Eventually, I had to go back up on the track, and I turned him back into the wall. So um, I know how Mikey feels uh, without you know because I ended up with that contact right there that ended my night with Jason. And Jason walked away from me at that point. I got arrow tight heading into three. And the four, he my front end was killed and hit the wall off four, and that ended my night. So um, I know how what Mikey feels like uh, being distraught like that because I feel like I, you know, he probably Mikey was dominant there in the one of the final rounds of the playoffs. You were Bristol. fast at Charlotte. I mean, you you gave me a, a hell of a race. I'll, I mean, I was yeah, I won the, first the first stage by like f- like six seven seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and. I'll admit, like I did a poor job in qualifying at Charlotte. I, I dropped the ball bad. You know, um, nerves got the best of me. I dropped the ball bad. I started back in the you know field, and I was you know biding my time trying to um, wait, so to speak, and kind of kind of got. I guess I was kind of doing what Mikey was doing, uh, just kind of laying back and just letting it come to me, and. Something happened early in the race, and I mean, I I about flipped out. I think I got in front of you, and you got under me, and I got sideways. You remember that? You put the bumper to me and got me sideways. Did I? Yeah, you put the bumper to me in three and four. Is it the middle of three and four? And I mean, I was like jack sideways, and then you got so then you passed me. At that point, and I was mad. I was about to wreck your ass at that point. I ain't gonna lie. I, <laughs> I was honestly mad. don't remember this. I was like, this son of a bitch just wrecked me for the lead after I worked this hard to get back up here and get around him. And then, uh, yeah. So then it was all about calming back down. Luckily, I had an awesome crew chief, Nick Noggle, um, one of my really good friends. And, you know, me and him ended up winning the championship together. And I sent the dude half the damn money. I sent him $250 because he helped me win the damn championship. That's that's just, you know, I felt like that was the right thing to do. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I feel for Mikey and, uh, you know, it took me a while to get over, you know, over it with Robbie and him and I had some spirited conversations even right after the race. And um, I hope that, you know, we see Mikey and Jog- and Cogswell, if, if they both decide to come back to not carry this over i don't think cogs will. I, I already know the lucky ducks are not are not returning for next season they've decided to uh go elsewhere and race which you know that's their right to do um so nope, i hope at, we you see know, mikey back then. congrats uh you know to those guys on winning a championship and i know i know cedric is having a baby so it's gonna be hard for him he said to uh come back uh, and then I guess the rest of the team, I, I don't, you know, Doug, Doug, uh, Newbigging and Gabe, I don't know what they're doing. They, they, I just know Lucky Ducks is not coming back. Don Peel has decided to take the team elsewhere. So he's taking his talents to South Beach. And we're <laughs> taking this conversation to the next segment, which is Are You Serious? <laughs> All right, Bryce. I want to see how serious you are. When we're talking about racing, we're talking about racing with our teammates. Ty Gibbs, Rex, Brandon Jones. All right. Yeah. I mean, um, how, how serious are you about it? <laughs> Tell me about it. That That is my are you serious moment of the week. I mean, not only the fact that you – 
wrecked your own teammate. Um, you effectively ended a chance to have a second Joe Gibbs car and a teammate to help you with the championship. Uh, you've also burned a bridge with Brandon Jones. So if Dumbest you make move any, ever. If you make any Xfinity star, we all know he's going to Cup next year. So um, if if you make any Xfinity starts next year or he makes any Cup starts, you know that he's uh, coming for you. Um, or he'll, he'll make his piece next weekend and you won't win the championship. But um, not only that, uh, you just cost your grandfather, not like it matters, a buttload of money. Yep. Um, again, not like it matters um, because you're spoon-fed. So it's not like uh, money to you is a problem uh, when, you're, when your granddaddy owns a whole NASCAR operation with with trucks and all the way from ARCA all the way up to Cup Series. It, um, oh, forget it, NFL. And, uh, and, and coach the NFL. So you have connections anywhere you want. Um, but I, I was starting to gain a little bit more respect for Ty Gibbs to the season. Um, he started to mature a little bit, in my opinion. But this is kind of just do that all he, back out the window. Tri- he tricked you, bro. Yeah, he he tricked. He tricked a he, lot of people there in yeah. the middle of the season. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I bro, he's I my hardest moment. I, I I have no respect for Ty anymore. I yep. nope. Mm-mm. Yep, and you know I I've talked about him on here before. I I fucking hate him, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Uh, NASCAR is more fun to watch when not only you got a favorite driver, which I have to find a new one now, <laughs> but you got to have a guy to hate too. And I, I don't hate Chase Elliott. I like talking shit to his fans when I go to races, but now I got a guy to hate. Yeah. And I, oh, oh, do I ever hate him? Not just the fucking worst mm-hmm. dude that's ever been in the Cup Series. Like no redeeming factors whatsoever. Everything about him sucks. Yeah. Just like his, his attitude, face, everything. His like the way his face is shaped. You want to punch like, it? You just want to punch it? It looks like my fist would fit in there perfectly. Just like perfectly, like it'd be like just like rolling. Just make into sure. A just make sure when pillow. you fight him. Just make sure when you find him. I'll leave my helmet on. on. That make sure he takes his helmet off next time. <laughs> no, I'll leave mine on, or I'll headbutt him into the next century. That yeah, <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> but, tell uh, us, tell us your are you serious moment, Alex. All right, so this one um, is is probably going to fly under the radar for all the crazy things that happened in this race today because we haven't really even mentioned that Christopher Bell won, uh, won like do or die, and he's in, he's in the playoff four. Um, but Denny Hamlin, a man that has still not won a cup championship, he was well positioned. I mean, he dominated the front half of this race. Probably probably the fastest car for the majority of the day. And when it came down to money time, I know Christopher Bell's pit crew, they were doing stops in less than 10 seconds. It was 9.9 or faster every time. And Denny's crew... They were going 14 seconds plus 
every time. And frankly, if it weren't for his crew sucking ass, mm-hmm. there's I don't care what kind of move Ross pulled, it wouldn't have been enough. But I mean, Denny probably lost at least 12 seconds on pit road mm-hmm. With, without that. Like he's, he lost con- he's contending for a win. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he was dominant, lead. dominant. He's everyone knows he's awesome at Martinsville. Everyone yeah. knows this. And man, if I mean, it, it's hard to, to watch this guy video game around you and all that, but he should have never even been in that spot. If they, if they did the, if they got the stops done on schedule, he wouldn't there. He wouldn't have fell behind. Never been close. Yeah, he wouldn't have fell behind. It would have been much better. Uh, yeah, I mean, he'd been he'd been taking his fucking helmet off by then. <laughs> yep. So but here we are. So going into my are you serious moment, I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, Ross Chastain throws it on the freaking wall, <laughs> drives around. Like a maniac. Like seriously, it's like a freaking six. video game move. He and made up it stuck. It, yeah, I mean he look he freaking passed like four cars, dude. It was ridiculous. <laughs> to beat Denny Hamlin out. That's my are you serious moment. Are you serious that this freaking just happened? Like did is this real life? All all is this real did, life? All he did is uh I'm sure I mean me and Jason are close in age. You you might be too too young for this price, but the first like simulator racing game I played was Gran Turismo. Yeah. And in that game, uh, if you hit the wall, nothing happened. And if you got the Suzuki Escudo Pikes Peak version, yep. you could tape the accelerator down and just leave. Yep. Which is basically what Ross did. He taped his accelerator down and then he took a snooze and he woke up in the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> if that was a Gen Six car, he did not make that. Oh, if that was a Gen Six car, he'd probably be dead. He destroyed <laughs> the car, anyways, in the process. He wouldn't have made it halfway through that turn with the car nah. stopping. Which the the one yeah, but the car thing, held up. Like that's nah. kind of like, are you serious? The car held up because look at how they that fell apart all season. So. Like <laughs> there is how durable a, those cars are getting. <laughs> there is a door at the start and finish line. So, and it's the same thing. I was at fairgrounds yesterday. That's how you go from the infield to the stands. Yep. And if he had been not driving it the way he was, if he had it a little, if a tie rod broke and he was driving it to the right, I mean, yes, it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen, but it could have killed him. Oh, hundred percent. Like if, he if was had a, caught him where that door is yeah uh, i mean uh it could have been the worst thing we've ever seen in nascar and, and that's what i'm saying like are are you serious that you did what you just did for a freaking playoff spot like to move in like are you serious to like come on who does this like it was in it was just like a last well, minute hell mary not- fuck it all i don't care about the car i don't care if i get hurt i just want to be in the final four <laughs> yeah it's not the first time we've seen it either. Larson, no, I mean, we saw Larson it did it last year. Yeah, we saw it at Darlington, and uh, but still, man, like this is at Martinsville, you know, <coughs> flat track. 
gates in the uh, middle of the corners, gates at the start and finish line. I'm yeah, I'm just I'm still just like, are you serious? You, I can't believe so, you, he even did it. So, so, so here, here's the the quick question before we get to this final segment: Does NASCAR need to outlaw doing that? Yes. I mean, I think I I, I have a rule against wall riding. So, I racing in general has a wall with, a law with wall riding, but. I, I'm I'm on the same side. I do. It's hands down the the single coolest thing that I've witnessed. It's, yeah, live. it's cool as hell, but yeah. it's still. Are it's you just, like? Are you fucking serious that he even did it? Is what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. it's cool as hell. Like, Don't get me wrong. It's one of those things. It's one of those things that has nothing to do. I can't with the believe they allowed factor. it. Yeah, it's, it's safety. Like, that car could have hit. Me, I mean, we exactly. That, but We've heard it about this car. How like he hit the wall hard. Like he's going to feel that shit tomorrow. Yeah, he definitely hit the wall over 100 miles an hour. But what in fifth gear? What my my big problem is is if they don't say anything about it, every time they go to Martinsville on the last lap, you're gonna see it. I mean, everybody should do that, right? Because it was a second. Well, here's faster. the deal now. It was a whole second faster than the fastest lap that's ever happened there in cars. It's two that seconds were way faster, faster than the lap around track. that track. Like, I mean, two seconds, I don't two think seconds faster than the leader. I don't yeah. think it's going to continue to happen. I think it was kind of like he. I think he's well, just. Why wouldn't it? Why? I wouldn't think he's it? just crazy enough to do it, man. That's what I'm saying. Well, here's like, the deal, though. Well, you opened up it? a can of worms because now you have yeah. the Xfinity cars on the same body, saying that these Cup cars can do it, knowing their yeah, suspension well, issues. Why not my solid rear axle, my solid front end? You yeah. think I I should be able to wall ride this? this car all the way around the yeah. same body. What, what, what stops uh Xfinity guy from doing it for three laps or trying to at least. I don't think the car holds up. A, turn but, three type. But why, but why not try if you're back there in 17th? Like, well, I guess I I'll mean, just fucking Sonic the Hedgehog it. And maybe they just, will try. I don't know. I, I just don't think it, I, honestly, it was such a risky, dangerous move. That's why I'm saying, are you serious that he did it? Because it was such a risky ass move for one. It we, is. We it know is. how, we know how rigid these, these damn, uh, ne- next gen cars, these gen seven cars. We know they're rigid as fuck. I mean, they're very rigid. It's been documented. It's been talked about for the whole season. The fact that he just threw it in there with caution to the wind, hell with it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Are you serious? Like, Probably one of the dumbest, coolest moves I've ever seen. It, well, I don't think we'll never a, see anything that wild again. I don't, I don't think. I yeah, don't think I, so. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't believe it'll happen again. I, I think NASCAR will either say you can't do it because I'm kind of surprised they didn't already come out and say that's not going to work. I'm sure buddy. it's one of those one of those rules where we'll see. They, they didn't have it on there until someone did it. Exactly, no. and you see that happen all the time yeah. uh, in in iRacing. I mean, it, it happens to us all the time. We we've had plenty of rules. You know, we got the freaking noggle rule for uh, for God's sakes. You know, if if a guy crosses the finish line and is uh, he can be, it's clearly defined that he's the the leader and wins the race. Then uh, it stays. You know what I'm saying? Like th- that rule's there for a reason. If if iRacing were to take it away from him. For whatever reason, you know, maybe an instant point after the fact, uh, 
it doesn't matter because we have a rule in place for that now because it's called the Noggle rule. I mean, and it's because he got he he won a race like in season one or season two by like God knows how many. It was ridiculous. He crosses the start finish line and like bumps somebody and gets a two X and goes over the instant yeah. limit and he had to take the damn race away. It sucked. Like, but that's why we have a rule for it now to avoid having to take the race away for somebody um, over something like that. Something silly, you know? Yep. So the last thing we cannot predict another bluegrass, bluegrass race until next season. So we're going four weeks away though. (laughs) Yep. It is four weeks, but in the meantime, we got four drivers. We got one race. Bryce, who you got? Chase Elliott. Of course, of course, you do. Only because there's there's two. Because he's number nine. No, no, no. I think Chastain's going <laughs> to get um, it done. I think he's crazy enough to freaking get it done next week. The Unless reason Denny I wrecks picked, him, Denny might wreck him. I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, the reason I picked Chase is because one, he's won there before, and two, uh, he's been the most consistent car all season. Yeah, Chase is so. probably the 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 favorite. I mean, going into it, if I had to, if you know, if you hadn't already picked him, that's probably who I'd go I'm, with. No, no way, I wouldn't go with either of those guys. Is it a tie between Chase or Christopher Bell? No, it's not. So you think Logano's got it? A hundred. I I put money on him before anybody else. This no. second half of the season. Every race he's been in contention when every other Ford has sucked. It's not a Ford problem. It's a driver problem. And Logano is the one good Ford driver there is. And he's a guy that's willing to do what it takes, a la Ross Chastain. He's He has a championship under his belt. He's good at... Literally every single style of track that NASCAR has, road course, super speed. Uh, well, maybe I shouldn't say super speedway because he's kind of scared of him now, it seems like. Yeah. But I, I'm i riding with Joey Logs, 100%. I mean, I, 100%. I, I, I like that pick. I mean, Joey's a good uh, good pick for sure. I just, I don't know, man, something about Chastain and, and this whole season and He's he's a man on a freaking mission, dude. Like he is. He's on a, he is on a mission. I thought about changing my pick before we started this, but I've been rolling with Joey for like four weeks now, and I'm I'm glad we all have a separate guy, so we got some <laughs> shit to talk about next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think Chase is going to pull it out. Uh, he's like he's been the most consistent car, most wins. The entire year ran really good here in the spring. Um, I think Chase Elliott's gonna pull one out of his ass and get a, get a second chip. Chase is gonna pull that wiener out of his butt, and fucking Ross Chastain is gonna get totaled by Denny. Probably, and then Joey Logs gonna be sitting there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I don't I, think, I think that. It's uh kind of yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do, who knows what's going to happen? Honestly, I mean, I I'm with you, Jason. I think that this. So final we're just going to leave out the fact that Christopher Bell hit two walk offs. I'm just going to yeah. That I mean, no, I mean he's he's a hell of a driver, man. I mean he's, he's as clutch as it gets. 
I mean, Michael Jordan <laughs> game six type shit. But I think that Ross and Joey are the two guys that are willing to do the dirty shit. Yeah, I agree. I, I've yeah. seen Ross do it all season, and that's why I'm kind of like, if he doesn't get wrecked out by Denny next week or, you know, somebody else, I think Ross probably uh, moves whoever he's got to move to if if he's there. If he can, if they have the speed, uh, which I mean, for God's sake, Justin Marks has got to be ecstatic with the man right now. Um, I do have to say one thing though: if it was the old Phoenix layout where the front, the checker flag is where it used to be, yep. Chastain will try it again. Rip that coming down the final lap. If he's second yeah. place and leader is in front of him, he'll try ripping that wall again. And it's a longer turn. I don't know if it's going, you know, speed is going to keep it, but. He will. I mean, he would have tried again, but now the, with, with the way turn three or turn three is now right next to the dog leg, where it kind of goes on the front stretch and kind of dog, it kind of shoots outwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes back in. I don't think he's gonna. That wall is too different for anyone to try it here at Phoenix. So mm. this race is he's gonna have to either move somebody or be blatantly faster. Oh, so hey. I don't. Think, I don't think any of those funny games are gonna be a thing. Hey, if if anybody except for Bryce's pick wins i'm gonna uh eight times my money on the wagers i've placed so bryce i hope you're the dumbest man alive (laughs) (laughs) you hope little four-eyed joey wins huh i i don't care who wins as long as it's not chase no personality elliot i hope i hope that dawsonville horn doesn't sound for another hundred years (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's, uh, I, I don't think Joey's going to win. I really don't. I think, uh, he wasn't, it wasn't in any, All right. he was nowhere today. Wait, he was nowhere what? last week. Why, why would he have to be he already won? Why, why even wreck your car? Why? So here, Cause so you're still here. racing for a trophy. Still racing for the purse, still racing for your sponsors, still racing All for right. any of that. Yeah. And he's still finished so, in the top 10 today. So here's what we got boys. We yeah, we all Chase took a different we him, all took a different driver. We'll we'll make it low. Ten dollar wager each of us. Whoever wins, twenty bucks goes to the winner, unless it's Christopher Bell, and then nothing happens. But if Chase wins, I'll send you ten. Jason will send you ten. If Joey wins, you guys send me ten apiece. And if Ross wins, me and Bryson. Jason 10. Yep. We good? Sounds, Sounds good, good to me. me. Thanks. I'm, fuck, I'm game. <laughs> I'm game. I'm, oh, I'm game. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's all we got tonight, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for us uh, on the uh, Bluegrass Race Hub podcast. Uh, I want to go podcast. ahead. And, I want to go ahead and uh, thank our sponsors, uh, CFM and Majula C Speed Shop, Roasted Gems Coffee, Kinder Performance Group, Nitro Racing, Huffman Designs, Scott Fritz Designs, Butt Kicker, and Red Rocket Buildings and Barbecue. Until next time, this is Jason (laughs) HMFIC. I'm Alex. I'm not the HMFIC. I'm just some guy. And this is Bryce. (laughs) And I'm Bryce, and uh, I'll see you next season.
And for uh, everyone else that uh, watches the show, we'll see you next week.